you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Okay, we are recording and I want to welcome everybody. This is your host, Susan Rosen. And my guest today is Jeff Chilton. 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 Yeah. (laughs) Um, And Jeff is a mushroom grower expert, um, very, very knowledgeable person who has been in and around mushrooms almost since you graduated from college, I think it looked like. And he has, he studied ethnomycology, in case you didn't know what, um, what that is, at the University of Washington in the late 60s. Um, and then he went into a 10-year career as a large-scale commercial mushroom grower. He is also the co-author of a book called The Mushroom Cultivator, which was published in 1983. And in 1989, Jeff established Namex. I think I'm, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but okay which is his still his company where he works primarily. Um, and it was the first company to supply medicinal mushroom extracts to the nutritional supplement industry, which we all know has, has mushroomed, if you'll pardon the use of the word, um, since then to a much, 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 much larger <laughs> sector. In 1997, he organized the first organic certification workshop for mushroom production in China, which is, at least as far as I'm concerned, extremely important. Um, And Jeff is a founding member of the World Society for Mushroom Biology and Mushroom Products. That was in 1994. And he is a member of the International Society for Mushroom Science. Probably some of these things are things that, that a lot of people listening probably had no idea that they even exist. People um, don't even know what a mushroom is. Come on, Susan. <laughs> no, no, that part they know, but it's the little button things that they find in the in the supermarket. So um, lastly, not lastly, but uh, Namex extracts are used by many supplement and food companies, and they are noted for their high quality based on scientific analysis of the active compounds. And we will discuss that a little bit more and and kind of talk a little more about the active compounds and why those are important in in supplements and the day-to-day eating. eating Absolutely, yeah. Supplementation and uh, mushrooms as food because I consider uh, mushrooms in the diet to be very important. I I totally agree. Um, And just out of curiosity, maybe you can just give us a, a... two or three minute kind of overview because there are so many different kinds of mushrooms out there. And a lot of them are, are things that people probably see in the supermarket and have no idea that they're even mushrooms. Well, you know, when I first started growing mushrooms on a very large farm in 1973, that, that farm was growing 
agaricus mutton mushrooms and those are what you'd call the button mushrooms okay and we've all got them in our supermarkets and they've been there a long time and what's interesting is that classical nutritionists at the time said oh mushrooms you know they they taste good and you know the flavor and they're Mm -hmm. kind of a a garnish that you might throw in somewhere uh uh, but they have no no nutritional value Mm -hmm well wrong totally wrong and the reason they said that this is the interesting part was because they're low in calories uh, interesting back okay. back then if a food had no calories it was kind of like a non-food well the fact is is that mushrooms are highly nutritious they are and, and uh, the thing to remember is every mushroom's going to have a different nutritional profile okay so i'm going to give you some ranges here 20 to 40 percent protein high quality protein, um, all of the essential amino acids with, uh, except for maybe one, um, mostly carbohydrate, but good carbohydrate. They do not have starch. So mushrooms, what they have for carbohydrates is they have uh, beta glucans, which mm-hmm. we'll talk about more because they are what makes uh, a mushroom medicinal. So they're 50% beta glucans in that carbohydrate. They have other carbohydrates, one called mannitol. Mm. Mannitol is a very slow acting, slow digesting carbohydrate that, that is, is really, um, you know, it's not like starch where you, you know, you eat something starchy and up goes your blood sugar and down again, the other side, mannitol is, is just slow acting. It, it's, uh, really important these days, I think for, for a lot of people mm-hmm. to have those types of foods and to stay away from high glycemic index foods. Those are not what we yeah. want to be eating. Um, it's got, uh, low in fat, uh, of course, low calorie, low in fat. Um, it's got good amounts of vitamins B1, B2, and B3, uh, up to 25% oh, of our okay. IDA of uh, B2 and B3. That's with riboflavin and niacin. Uh-huh. Uh, and then um, mineral-wise, it's got uh, a good amount of potassium and phosphorus, and then just a normal amount of the, the other minerals that we would expect to see. Mm. A very, very high quality food and and the other thing about mushrooms very high in fiber so this is something that is going to not only feed your microbiome so it's considered Mm. a prebiotic but you know we all need fiber and and a lot of people maybe aren't eating enough vegetables or or whatever it is and and again a mushroom is not a vegetable it's really interesting mushrooms have their own kingdom they're not a plant they're not an animal they sit in the middle of the kingdom of fungi. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, um, you know, I, I just consider mushrooms to be the forgotten food, kind of like the missing dietary link. And the beauty of mushrooms are that not only are they nutritious, but they also have these compounds, these beta-glucan compounds, which make them medicinal. So, so for me, food as medicine is mm-hmm. as good as it gets. And in the Bay Area, you mm-hmm. can get up to six or seven or eight different mushroom species now. Huh. When Back when I was started yeah. as a mushroom grower in 1973, we had one mushroom in the marketplace. That's the button mushroom. Okay. Okay. Now that makes sense. That makes sense. So are there, are there mushrooms that are just in certain geographic places that 
only grow there or developed or or um well, whatever well, just remember, because of like, the weather and the you know and the well let me just ask you something have mm-hmm. you ever been to a mushroom farm no but then i haven't been to any farm <laughs> anyway so it's probably i'm well, probably but, but, the wrong go, one to ask <laughs> well no but if you if you go out driving around through uh-huh. certain parts of california you're you're going to definitely pass through some farming areas especially if you're oh, out yeah. in the central valley or something yeah so but we don't we've usually all, stop <laughs> we've all been able to, but we've all been able to see fields yeah, of yes, whether yes. it be vegetables or Grains grain or, whatever, yeah. or something like that. Well, yeah. the reason that nobody has any idea about mushrooms mm-hmm. is because in the U.S. they're all grown indoors in very large warehouses. Oh, okay. okay. And, and why is that? Well, primarily because mushrooms need high humidity. Oh. So, so that's why, that's why mushrooms only come up at a certain time of year. Well, Mm -hmm. when is that? It's in the fall. What happens? Mm -hmm. The temperature drops, Mm -hmm. uh, the rains come, humidity goes up, up come the mushrooms with them. Uh, If it's too dry, the mushroom will start to come up. It will just stop growing because it can't, all that dry air Mm -hmm. just keeps it and it just wants to hunker down. It doesn't want to grow any further. So that's why up here in the Pacific Northwest, we have one of the best climates uh, for mushrooms. So one of the best places in the world for wild mushrooms is mm-hmm. here in the Pacific Northwest. But mm-hmm. if we want to grow mushrooms, we can grow them anywhere because all we need to do is, is we need just the mechanical equipment that provides um, mm-hmm. heating, cooling, humidification, uh-huh. uh, fresh air, all of those okay. things. You know, you know what, you know, it's interesting about mushrooms is they share some attributes with humans. Huh. Mushrooms breathe in oxygen and exhale carbon dioxide really like we do wow their storage carbohydrate unlike plants which produce a lot of starch uh-huh. is glycogen right like our storage carbohydrate <laughs> so so it's really an interesting organism again sitting between plants and animals sharing attributes with each but hmm. in general we we are not that familiar especially if you're living in places where there aren't a lot of right mushrooms. Sense. you know yeah. when i grew up in seattle i mean we had mushrooms everywhere so i could get out early uh and and go mushroom hunting and yeah. you know the fun thing about mushroom hunting susan is it's like a treasure hunt <laughs> you know you get to go out you walk through the woods it's beautiful mm-hmm. uh you know it's not too cold it's fall and if you find these let's just say choice edible mushrooms mm-hmm. it's like it's like you know the pot of gold the treasure chest and that you found these mushrooms and you're just like oh this mm-hmm. is fantastic <laughs> so so certainly as a youngster going out and and uh, hunting mushrooms it was and even today i mean any any mushroom hunter I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of them, as you might know, if you know any, are kind of fanatics, and they mm-hmm. will not tell you where those mushrooms grow either. Either <laughs> <laughs> they will not tell you where to look or to dig. Oh, interesting! <laughs> and dig up that that treasure chest. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They're not going to share. Obviously, that's funny. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, the only yeah. kind of mushrooms I've ever seen growing are the ones that come up on the on the grass. You know, the outside, yeah. and you just want to yeah. get rid of them. I'm sure they're probably not even edible, though. 
Well, I, I mean, you know, it's hard to know. Uh, yeah. But you know what happens every year in the Bay Area, you have the San Francisco Mycological Society. Mm. They have a show every year. You can go to that show. They've okay. got, they've gone out and they've hunted all sorts of different I mushrooms. Bet. They yeah. spread them out on tables. They identify them. They show you which ones are edible, wow. which ones are not, and uh -huh. so on. And, and if, a, if a person ever wants to go out themselves mushroom hunting with experts, mm -hmm. they love to have people oh, I come bet. along. Yeah. So, so anyway, because, <laughs> you know, it, it is a, a, it's one of the major mycological societies in the u.s huh wow wow interesting yeah i guess i guess that's from all the fog huh there's a lot <laughs> well, of them and, to go out again, and find yeah well and again in the in the uh when you guys have rains which uh, probably yeah. the rainy season's coming up not too well let's hope so now. let's hope so <laughs> because you know what happens fall mm -hmm. fall kind of starts first temperature wise yeah. up here in british columbia right. and right. slowly moves down the coast right while you guys are still basking in probably nice weather we're sitting up here and it's yeah you know 40 to 50 degrees and you're probably 50 to 60 degrees yeah, right or maybe and, warmer and, and we're sitting here waiting for the rain and we're not getting any we haven't gotten any. It's just we are officially in, in a drought we are officially no, oh yeah in a well drought. of course i mean that's kind of a standard uh didn't used to be. It didn't uh, yeah, used to I know, be. I know. Well, we're getting lots of rain here. That's not a problem for us. Sorry <laughs> well, about that. I, I was going to say, lucky south. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, exactly. That's what they, they, they do the weather every day. And it's like, okay, well, you know, here's here's the rain up here. We're stuck in the middle. There's They're getting rain down south of us. Oh, And the really? Bay Area is just, oh, yeah, oh, no, there's this, there's this high sitting over us and squeeze between two lows and yeah i know but let's face it the reason people live in california because you don't get a lot of rain it's like well, we sunny days and wonderful weather when and i was I growing you... up we did yeah right. when i first came up to the bay area to live <laughs> we got a lot of rain it was raining okay. all the time but huh it's um well yeah we I won't get into that. that that that's not the subject of the uh of yeah the that's right that's right that's I don't a different discussion here <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so okay back to the subject of mushrooms um so tell me a little bit about how you ended up starting namex and getting into that side of mushrooms because well, you obviously yeah. had been in the in the, the growing mushrooms the for scientific food. yeah and the scientific and, and side that, of it right the, the um... yeah the the medicinal side of it mm -hmm. and and what are the medicinal aspects and so on well you know mm -hmm. i was really lucky because when i was at the mushroom farm working there in the 70s we had a japanese scientist there now i've been reading mm -hmm. and studying mushrooms and at university mm -hmm. not only for food but uh, uh for my my actual um field of study was um, anthropology. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, so I put it together and, and studied the use of mushrooms worldwide as food medicine and in uh, shamanic purposes. Oh, so okay, so okay. when I went to um, the mushroom farm and, and was there for 10 years, we had a Japanese scientist. He was growing three other mushrooms. He was growing shiitake. 
-hmm. He was growing um, enoki taki and oyster mm -hmm. mushroom as mm -hmm. part of a, a research and development project. So I was oh, involved okay. with that as well. And, and for me, it was like, great. I'm learning how to grow other mushrooms too. Yeah. And, and in fact, we introduced the very first fresh shiitake into the U.S. market in 1978 in the Seattle wow. area. Wow. I mean, okay. do you eat shiitake mushrooms? Oh, yeah. 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 And the other the other two you mentioned. As well, I, I love especially you go to Japanese restaurants, it's they have even more I, of that. Yes, yeah. I think shiitake mushrooms. Everybody should be eating shiitake mushrooms, and and I, I definitely, you know, encourage people if you're going to eat one mushroom, do shiitake. It's delicious. Yeah. At any rate, um, after I left the mushroom farm in in 1983, um, I, I worked. I, I I had my own company, which was to produce mushroom spawn, which mm. is the seed. I mean, think about this for a second. Mushrooms do not have seeds. How do you grow mm. a mushroom? Yeah. <laughs> they don't have seeds. Well, mushrooms have spores. And, and, and oh. let me just, let me just uh, describe this organism uh -huh. for, for you because the, the whole thing of mushrooms is kind of like, well, where do they come from? It was not here yesterday and there it is. Well, mm. let's just, they start out with spores. So we've got spores and the spores are on the air currents. They land on the ground. They land mm -hmm. on wood. When conditions are right, okay. those spores will germinate into a very fine thread-like filament. That filament hmm. is called a hypha. When multiple of those filaments come together and fuse, they form a, a, a network of filaments called mycelium. Okay. This mycelium is the actual body of the fungus. Think of it as kind of like a root system in a way. Mm -hmm. And and it's it's in the ground, it's in the piece of wood. We don't even know it's there. We're walking on top of it half the time. We don't know <laughs> it's there, but it's there. Mm -hmm. When conditions are right, which here's in the fall, or even where you are is in the fall when when we get some rains and hopefully mm -hmm. you'll get some rains. Um, at that point, now that vegetative body of this fungus, is, which we call mycelium, it's the vegetative body, it will produce a mushroom. It's been, it's been consuming. And what it does, it, it's actually consuming all the organic matter out there. You know, there are oh. microorganisms in our soils and out there in nature. Mm. They are consuming all of that organic matter, hmm. like, like, for example, annual plants. They come up, they die. What happens to them? They have to get broken down, and that is uh, the job of fungi, bacteria, uh, molds, mm. bugs. Okay. All of those okay. things are consuming that organic matter. So up comes the mushroom. It goes through uh, mm. maybe two or three weeks to where it, the, the cap opens up. Underneath you have all these mm. gills out uh -huh. the spores. Now we have a completion of this life cycle. So you've got, you, you know, every... every um, plant let's say has parts like we've got a uh, tree and it has leaves it has flowers it has fruit each one of those parts may have different medicinal compounds in them right okay that makes sense so so if you go out for looking for a supplement or something it's always like okay uh, uh ginseng what is it it's the root mm -hmm. uh ginkgo mm -hmm. uh, what is it it's the leaf right. Yep. So these yep. are all, so with, with uh, yep. uh, this mushroom, we have what we call three plant parts, spore, mm -hmm. mycelium, and mushroom. And it's the mushroom that we oh. eat. It's okay. also the mushroom that is the 
primary, it's what's been used for thousands of years in traditional Chinese medicine. Okay. Okay. So now getting back to how I started my company, <laughs> now that we've established what this organism is, mm -hmm. um, in 1989, I decided, okay, um, growing mushrooms and being part of this growing mushrooms as food is not something that I want to continue to do. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but mushrooms have been used as herbal medicine for thousands of years. Oh, yeah. They're still being used that way. So I think I'll get, I'll, I'll do that. I'll start to sell mushroom extract powders to the supplement industry. And, and in 1989, I went to China to a international society for mushroom science conference. And, uh, then for the next 10 years, I went back to China every year, going to conferences, going to mushroom farms, uh -huh, uh, uh -huh. going to research institutes, processors, and I established relationships with people there. Because what I, what I realized, and this is the important part here, is that we can grow mushrooms in the United States or North America for food. And, and uh, as a business, I can make a profit. So my fresh mushrooms, fresh mushrooms, I can sell them for $5 a pound, but supplements are dried powders. Have you ever been to a, have you ever been into the supermarket and looked at the little packages of dried mushrooms that are sold? Mm -hmm. Expensive, oh, yeah. really expensive. I mean, you look at this little package, it's like maybe not even an ounce and they're selling right. it for three or $4. And yeah. you're like, yeah, what at least. is going on? Well, a mushroom's yeah. 90% water. So, so uh -huh. I can't grow mushrooms in North America and actually produce them for supplements because what I'm getting $5 for, now I have to get $50 for that same pound mm. now that it's dried. Knowing the economics of mushroom growing, I realized yeah. that. And so I, I, I figured out, well, I'm going to have to grow my mushrooms in China, process mm. them there. Mm -hmm. um, so I established these, uh, uh, basically these really deep relationships with people mm. over there. And in 1997, look, I've been organically certified since mm -hmm. 1993, my company. Mm -hmm. And uh, for me, that's really important. So uh -huh. I went, okay, look, I'm, gonna, I'm bringing mushrooms. I'm producing these from China. I have to certify them. I have to make right. sure they're chemical free. Mm -hmm. So I took OCIA, one of the largest organic certification mm -hmm. companies yep. in the United States, to China with me. We had the very first organic certification workshop for wow. mushrooms in uh -huh. China, 1997. <laughs> now there are like hundreds of tons oh, of organically sure. certified mushrooms coming out. China produces 85% of the world's mushrooms. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, I mean, <laughs> they've I, kind of I, well, taken I, over any, any area like that, that they've gotten <laughs> into over the last 20 years. Well, and agriculture, and, and it makes sense. Well, no. well, certainly it does. And also remember Asia, I mean, they eat lots of mushrooms oh, in yeah. Asia, yeah. lots of mushrooms. Yeah. And yeah. what happened in the 1980s was um, Japan and Taiwan mm. moved most of their mushroom production over to China. So mm -hmm. they really started. And, and, you know, look, why did, why do people move their businesses yeah. over there? Well, for one, the labor uh, is much cheaper. Mm -hmm. um, they're very efficient and organized. Mm -hmm. um, for they me, they have a lot of the now, experience as well. 
Well, they do. I, I mean, they started growing shiitake mushrooms in the 12th century. They're the yeah. ones who developed how to mm -hmm. grow shiitake mushrooms. I mean, it's a, an amazing mm -hmm. culture. And, and mm. look, I understand when people say, oh, I don't want to eat anything from China. But the fact is, is that we grow all of our mushrooms deep in China, back mm -hmm. in the mountains, away from all of the industrial pollution. And look, industrial pollution is not only in China. No. It's in the United States too, right? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, and Japan. Uh, I mean, and, and Japan, Taiwan, any industrialized and... country. I mean, the pollution sure. in certain areas is horrific. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, wouldn't you like to eat something grown on the Gulf Coast of the United States where all the petrochemical companies are? I don't think are? so. I don't well, think no. so. And the no, fish no, no. and the shellfish and well, stuff in there? Well, exactly. My God, yeah. horrible. It's just like when I go to China too, I'm not going to eat the seafood that they grow over there because they grow their seafood along the coast and it's all polluted waters. I mean, mm -hmm. no, I don't want to, I don't want to eat that. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, yeah. look, I'm up here. I've got fresh salmon, any kind of fresh seafood up here that is chemical free. It mm -hmm. is wonderful. No. So that's, we do. And, and so in, in 19, 90 after after forming my company in, in 1989 mm -hmm. i went out to my first what's called the natural foods expo uh, down yes. in los angeles oh, and, yes. I, and i walked around all of the different companies that are selling herbal products hey have you ever heard of medicinal mushroom no well have you ever seen a reishi mushroom no okay well here this is a reishi what do you think Huh, are you sure that's real? It looks like it kind of feels like a piece of wood. <laughs> well, yeah, it's very woody. You're not going to eat this mushroom. Mm -hmm. uh, so all through the 90s, Susan, I, I really had to educate mm -hmm. the industry mm -hmm. to the fact of mushrooms being used in traditional Chinese medicine, perfect for the supplement market. And mm -hmm. that's what I did. I mean, I wrote articles, I had books yeah. published, all sorts of things to educate people about them. And, and uh, it's funny because when I think about it, when no company had a supplement product in 1990, today, yep. everybody and his brother does oh, and please. are scrambling to get more of them. And if you go, if you go into a uh, um, like yeah. Whole Foods or something, and you look oh. at the supplement section and you look for mushrooms and it's like, oh my God, where do I even start? Yeah. Well, and just everything as far as the supplement, right? Yes. I mean, not yes. just mushrooms. I mean, the whole area takes up this huge part of all of these supermarkets. True. Some of them, some of the places are just like pharmacas, just that's all they, like, they have. Yeah, right? that's it's, right. That's like, like a GNC um, or something like that. Yeah. They've got, that's what it is. All supplements and vitamins. And you know, yeah. you know what's interesting to me, having uh, being a child in the 50s, mm -hmm. my father had us taking a multivitamin in the 50s. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that lot of I mean, good that did, right? Well, you know, and, yeah. <laughs> There's and so little funny. of all of those things in it in order to make it in a swallow, yeah, size you could I swallow. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that interesting? It'd be, it'd be kind of interesting to see exactly what vitamins they put into that little tablet. And it was an awful tasting little green tablet that, you know, had some kind of coating that, that would immediately dissolve in yeah. your mouth and it oh, just tasted God. horrible. Oh, gross. Um, but my father, bless his heart, yeah. he also had us eating what we called 
brown bread, which was whole yeah. wheat bread, when uh -huh. all of my friends had this wonderful white bread. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, it was a, well, but it's interesting because, well, probably don't need to go down that, that road, but I was just going to say, you know, there was so much less back in the 50s and 60s, there were, they didn't have all these chemicals and everything that, that they add to things now that you have True. to be worrying about. And so a lot of the whiter bread actually still had a lot of the wheat parts in it. Yeah, right. And, and we would go, we would go to the bakery. We never bought it from the supermarkets. We went supermarket, to the bakery and bought bread. The, yeah. Oh man. Don't you know. get me started about bakeries. That's one of my favorite stores. <laughs> I love bakeries, but, but, you know, look, the, Actually, though, I mean, let's face it, in mm -hmm. the 50s and 60s was the beginning of all of the yes. food processing. Yes. And so today yes. we have, I mean, think of all the center aisles in all those supermarkets. Oh. It's, for the most part, all processed foods. Yeah. And, and look, yeah. my, my father, my grandparents were farmers. Oh my they God. actually lived on a real farm. Uh -huh. <laughs> they grew things. They, you know, they yeah. actually... Yeah. Um, their cash crop was strawberries. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. I mean, I picked strawberries one summer up there. Man, was that That fun. was enough, didn't, huh? <laughs> didn't make a lot of money, but I, I picked strawberries. I mean, that was in the days when you actually, up here in the strawberry country, you'd mm -hmm. have uh, any kids that wanted to go out oh, into yeah. the strawberry fields, you know, in season, they mm -hmm. had buses where you could go and they'd you'd yeah. get them on the bus and off you'd go to the strawberries, you'd pick strawberries, you'd come back, you'd you'd make some money bring during some, the summer. And whatever. bring some back. I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah. plus they had a food garden that was oh. unbelievable. And they had corn in there, all sorts uh -huh. of vegetables. Yeah. So when it came time for Thanksgiving, you had, I mean, I'll never forget those mm. Thanksgiving dinners. They were, mm. they were just fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Back to mushrooms. Yeah, I know. Um, they didn't have any mushrooms in their Thanksgiving, but. No, 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 no. No, but you know it is it is kind of interesting. Um, my um, my best friend, actually, was starting in high school, um, who I'm still friends with, is um, is Japanese, and so I used to go over to eat at her house, and so that's when I was first introduced to all the mushrooms and all that. My uh, and my my mother loved Japanese food. They had been to Asia probably in the 70s or 80s. I my mean, favorite food for sure. Yeah, Japanese and, food. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And she just, she got turned on to that there and growing up in LA, of course there were, there was Japantown and there were, you know, more well, Japanese restaurants. Coast, I mean, yeah, yeah. The whole West coast. I mean, we've got that uh, Asian mm -hmm. culture here yes. and foods and so right. on. Right. Lukiyas, okay. I mean, so let's, let's talk about, um, about mushrooms as, as, I don't want to say drug. That's not the right word. Supplements. Supplements, uh, medicinal, medicinal mushrooms. Medicinal mushrooms. Sure, yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And a little yeah. bit more. Cause I think I'm not sure people really, they, they know of them, but I'm not sure people really know what the difference is. And what they, what they're doing and all that. Well, well yeah. look, the, the, the basic property of a medicinal mushroom, mm -hmm. and this is due to the fact of these compounds that we call beta glucans mm -hmm. is immunological potentiation. Okay. 
Now, so now define what that. that means, what <laughs> yeah. that means basically is that whether you're eating mushrooms or mm -hmm. supplementing with mushrooms, these beta-glucans, we actually have receptor sites in mm -hmm. our uh, small intestines. Uh -huh. And when we're eating the beta-glucans or supplementing, the beta-glucans will, will hit those receptor sites. And then that will stimulate the production of immune cells. Oh. So, okay. so when we're, when we're, you know, when you have mushrooms in your diet or supplementing, they're sort of sitting there in the background. And I look at it as preventive medicine. So they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're going to prevent it. They're, they're also, they're all antifungal, antibacterial, antiviral mm -hmm. even. So those, they will there. And, and if you start to, you know, maybe get a cold or something like that, well, they can be there helping you to get over it or keeping you from being sick with those types of oh, uh, interesting uh, illnesses. Okay. Yeah. So, so that is the real key. And, and that's why I'm, I'm saying to people, look, get them into your diet first, because that will give you in a sense, a shield, a layer of protection there, which mm -hmm. should help you through those seasons when all of a sudden everybody's getting a cold mm. or the flu or something. Mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. now let's face it. There's a lot of things that go into good health, but right. Right the now. foundation is your diet. Mm -hmm. And then if you're, if you're not getting um, enough of, uh, in your diet uh, or if there's something missing, that's why mm -hmm. people supplement because they're going, Oh, I, I'm not getting enough of this vitamin or that vitamin. And, and mm -hmm. with herbal medicine, okay, yeah, I could use something that could help me enhance my immunity a little bit. So these beta-glucans, that is the activity that they have. Now, certain mushrooms, because all of what we would call medicinal mushrooms will have these beta-glucans. And those mushrooms are, and you can, you can uh, buy some of these right in the supermarket, again, and put it into your diet, shiitake, mm -hmm. um, maitake, oyster mushroom um uh um enoki talkie ever mm. seen, have you ever had enoki talkie do you know the enoki mushroom it's you mm -hmm. buy them in these packages that are kind of vacuum packed mm -hmm. and there's like a thousand of these these mushrooms in there long thin mm, okay. stems little yeah. tiny cap yeah 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 amazing delicious and, and and they're kind of like noodles you strip them down and you got thousands of them in there you know, fry them up or something, or just like oh. a noodle. They're delicious. Hmm, interesting. Um, okay. So, so um, certain ones like the reishi mushroom, which we cannot eat because okay. it's hard as wood and, mm. and been used medicinally in teas. Um, okay. Now people yep. actually uh, put it into coffees and things like that. But the reishi mushroom yeah. also has certain uh, compounds called triterpenoids. These mm. triterpenoids are actually kind of bitter. So a reishi mushroom in a tea or something will be bitter. So a lot of times people will take the reishi mushroom in capsules or something. Oh, okay. That's that very sense. good for our liver. Uh, and, and oh. you know, any, any benefits we can get for the liver, which is detoxifying our blood and things is right. helpful. So uh, there's another mushroom that maybe you've heard about called lion's mane. Oh yeah. And lion's mane, you can actually, I know you can get, lion's mane fresh in your area because uh -huh. there is a farm up in Santa Rosa uh -huh. that's big enough to put that into mm. probably most of your markets. Delicious edible, 
but it's also a medicinal mushroom that you can get in supplement form. It actually has compounds that stimulate what's called nerve growth factor. And mm -hmm. nerve growth factor is a amino acid that stimulates the organization and um, production of neurons. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. I, I actually tried taking that once in a supplement. Okay. Kind of allergy uh, yeah. reaction to it, but yeah. Oh, you did. Okay. And, and speaking of that, by the way, mm -hmm. what I tell people is look, any food out there can in fact give you, you know, there's 5% of the people that will be allergic to whatever food out there. Mm, so mm. whether it be a mushroom or some other food, mm. people are have allergic reactions. There's always mm -hmm. going to be that. It's unfortunate. Uh, the lion's mm -hmm. made at any rate. And, and actually it's kind of interesting because uh, we'll, we'll talk about the differences in medicinal mushroom products because that could be one of the things that was happening there. Are, uh, you, are you sensitive at all to grains? Yeah, wheat in particular, but yeah. But could other grains like oats or rice? Yeah. Do you eat rice? I eat rice. I eat rice. Yeah. Okay. Oats, okay. Mm, I have sometimes, you know. Okay. Yeah. I don't, don't that, eat that very often. Believe it or not, that could have been the problem because some of these products actually have grains in them oh you know i'm not i'm not surprised i'm not surprised i just didn't i tried one kind and i wasn't about to start trying oh, all no, of them absolutely but, absolutely right yeah so, no no i have so, that with other with other things other supplements as well i'm yeah. like a walking well, allergy reaction so so the lion's mane now actually it has shown that it has benefits for memory yeah that's right that's why and, i was trying to take it yeah yeah and and look i i mean I could definitely use some help. I mean, you know, the times where you go, what was that word again? Or what was What's that, that name? name? Exactly. What, yes. What? Oh, I get that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's terrible. Um, I mean, sometimes my kids do too. And so I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not quite so bad. <laughs> but at any rate, it, yeah. it even they're doing experiments uh, using lion's mane for uh, dementia. And yes. Uh, Alzheimer's, those types of things. Uh -huh. And it's like, okay, this is great. Because maybe at some point they'll pull out those actives, develop a drug or something ah, that is yeah. really effective. Whereas now we can- And then they'll charge us 10 times as much. Yeah, go ahead. Oh man, Sorry. I know. And who knows, there'll probably be side effects. <laughs> we won't well. go there. We won't go there. Yeah. No, no, no. That's okay. a whole nother podcast. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so, so lion's mane has uh -huh. those benefits for people uh, there's yeah. another mushroom out there called cordyceps yep. which has been used traditionally for uh fatigue mm -hmm. weakness um lack of energy uh so we can't get those here in the market for food although we can in china and they are delicious they're, oh, they're a funny little thing. They, they, just, they look kind of like a little blade of grass. They're just a small squiggly thing and, and a plate of them. And there's just all these little, you go, huh, what's that? <laughs> and, but it's delicious. Uh -huh. So cordyceps is one, uh, actually now a lot of our customers put that into um, athletic uh, types oh, right. of products. Okay. And, and so that's, that's in a sense where that kind of fits into this whole mix but but so so essentially there's there's multiple different mm -hmm. attributes oh, sure. to the different mushrooms and how they fit into this but but just for a minute let, let's talk again about quality of mm. supplements and and god I, I mean 
I hate to say this, but 50% of what's on those shelves is just worthless. Only? Not not just mushrooms. Only? 50%? Absolutely. Oh, I would have thought it'd be okay. more than that. <laughs> oh, listen to you. <laughs> Only 50%? Are you kidding me? I know. Oh you have to be so wow. careful on the on well, the companies and the and where it's you, you know, do with them. Look, Susan, yeah. the business of the United a, States is business. business. It's money, and it doesn't matter what you're selling because right. all it is is we got to sell you something, and that's what's oh, yeah. going on. I mean, my yeah. God, it's like like think about it. You you elected a a, a president now, last now, time. Now, he now, was the best salesman in the world. I'm not, going into that. No, I'm not going into that. He still is. Not, but saying, we're not going there. Yeah, no, we're not going there. No, we're absolutely not. I'm just saying, salesmen. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Salesmen. I mean, it's like sales. It's terrible. So, so mm-hmm. the whole supplement yeah. space, yes. And, and one of the primary reasons is not necessarily that the product itself is not a good quality supplement, but mm-hmm. oftentimes there's not enough of it in there to do you any, uh-huh. to give you any benefits. And sometimes it comes and it is adulterated with maybe just starches that Uh they've blended in to make it, you know, have twice as much to be able to sell you instead Uh of just what Uh you really should be getting. So uh, when it comes back to mushroom supplements, here's what's going on. I was telling you about the plant parts of a mushroom, Mm -hmm. spore, mycelium, mushroom. Mm -hmm. Some companies in the United States, what they do, again, we cannot grow mushrooms in the United States economically, okay. which is why we farm them in China. Yeah. They will take the mycelium. They will grow it out on sterilized grain, okay. oats, rice, okay. um, other grains. Mm-hmm. And when those grains are completely covered with this mycelium, which again, it's the vegetative body of this fungal organism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in and of itself, if it were a hundred percent, just the mycelium, it would be okay. Not as mm-hmm. good as a mushroom, but it would be okay. Uh-huh. But instead they grow it out on this grain at the end of the process, which is 30 to 60 days of growing. Okay. Uh, and the grain is all covered with this mycelium. It looks very white, from the uh-huh. from the growth, they will dry it out, grind uh-huh. it to a powder, grain and all. With the, I was just going to say, okay, got it. Grain and all. That, so, that so when it. you actually test it, and that's something uh-huh. we do on, we test and test mm-hmm. and test. When you test it, instead of being high in beta glucans and low in starches, mushrooms do not have starch. Instead, uh-huh. it is low in beta glucan and super high in starch because of Of the the grains. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. You're not removed from the final product. So what you end up getting is you, 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 in a sense, just get these capsules full of grain powder and, 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 you know, the companies that are ethical Mm -hmm. and, and nobody's ethical in my opinion, that's selling these products, the ethical ones, if you turn it over into supplements facts, they will say, mycelium and in the fine print mm-hmm. where it says other ingredients yeah 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 they will they will say oats or, uh, or rice or okay. something like this and you're like well yeah. why do i have rice or oats in this product you on the front label it's got a picture of a mushroom it says shiitake mushroom reishi mushroom why do i have grains yeah. in this product what is the reason for it there's no reason for it the only reason they do this is because again 
it's expensive to grow mushrooms mm -hmm. for supplement use. Mm -hmm. did, I, mm -hmm. did I tell you that every single mushroom is harvested by hand? Wow. No, you every didn't. mushroom you've ever yeah. eaten has been that makes sense. Yeah, no, by they, hand. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, if you, you think know, about it, they that isn't something they could get a machine to do. It's just they cannot get a machine to do that. They they have certain, uh, like in Holland, they do mm -hmm. have certain um, uh, ways to grow where mm -hmm. they can grow them up and let them mature mm. to where they actually have a stem, and then they can run a machine down there that slices them off, but. Okay those are not the kind of quality that they put in the fresh market. That's something that they would send to the cannery. Okay. But otherwise every single mushroom, I, uh -huh. I mean, think about that. Yeah. I mean, I mean one crop, like when we were growing the mushrooms, one crop was 20,000 pounds and probably a million mushrooms. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just like yeah. unbelievable. The number yeah. of mushrooms that, that, that you're having to harvest uh, in just an, an individual crop of, let's say, the agaricus. So, so they're expensive to grow and put into the supplement industry. That's why these companies, in the, if you see a product, a mushroom product mm -hmm. that says made in the USA, mm -hmm. that's what it is. You can even, if any of your listeners have one of those supplements, pour out the capsule and taste it. It will be bland. It will not even taste um, like a mushroom. Wow. Okay. Fire beware, I yeah. tell you. Yeah, uh, and look, uh, probably 50%, maybe 60% of the what's called mushroom supplements will uh -huh. be these myceliated grain products. Are you familiar with a product called tempeh? Oh, yeah. Okay, tempeh is, um, do you know what tempeh is? Um, <laughs> well, it, it's tofu in it. It's soy. I mean, it's a soy-based. Very good. Um, yeah. Yep. Do you know how it's fermented soy? Fermented. Yeah. Right. That's where I was. Do you know to what they about. ferment it with? Uh, that I don't know. A fungus. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. That, yeah. That so, would, so. Yeah. 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 So, so they ferment. So it's it with alcohol, a right? They're, they're, it's, well, it's no, it, it's not the, actually producing alcohol, but but you can no, no, get but fungi I meant that for, will. Yeah. Yeah. So the fermentation, yeah. So what happens, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's a fermentation where, where what they do is they cook right. these soybeans, uh -huh. they'll put this um, fungus on it, uh -huh. and the mycelium okay. will grow and completely colonize these cooked soybeans. Okay. And then they basically sell it as a food. Yeah. Think about that for a minute. It, so what these people are growing, they're growing a food product, uh -huh. but they're grinding it up. And, and drying it out uh, and selling it as a nutritional supplement. They can get 10 times as much money for it that way. Oh, it's not really okay. a true, because there's no mushroom involved. No yeah. Mushroom, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Tempeh I've eaten for years, you know, but as a food. Well, not yeah, as a, it's, a, it's a good food. Yeah. It's yeah. absolutely good food. I mean, I mean, in toilet and in, in, uh, out in uh, uh, Indonesia and stuff, I mean, it's a very, very well, major in Japan, food out there. In Japan as well. In, in Japan as well. Yeah, exactly. No, it's good. Absolutely. But it's a food. It's not something yeah. that you, you know, it's like, can you imagine? Okay. You're, you're being asked to take two capsules which is a um thousand milligrams we're talking about 10 grams of fresh tofu that would be one bite probably yeah <laughs> i mean um, fresh tempeh people yeah. want one bite it's like mm, that's not really gonna work
Uh-uh, uh-uh, no. So, so, I mean, that's what you have to be careful about out there. And, you know, again, what I tell people is the first thing you should do is put mushrooms into your diet. Mm. Shiitake, maitake, the agaricus. I still love the agaricus. Uh, mm. Here it was. I was on this big farm, 2 million pounds a year of agaricus. Mm. I was eating them like crazy and I was living with them. I still love them. They're still a great mushroom. Very tasty. Uh, I like it. But, but you know, where I live here, I mean, we, we're lucky if we get shiitake in occasionally. Um, mm. But where you are, you can go into your Whole oh, yeah. Foods or other market and the mushroom section is like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, we have a, um, a market. They have two markets here in Marin County that um, are all organic. Wow. Wow. That's really, that's, yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. See, we used to have one of those here in my little community, but Uh it just couldn't make it, unfortunately, uh, because a lot of people, you know, it's a small community, a lot of like, ah, it's too expensive. I can't buy that or something. And it's like, well, come on. Yeah. I mean, are vegetables really that expensive, even if they're organically grown? I mean, yeah, you know, I kind of get it, but look, come on. It depends on it industry. depends on what your well, and it depends on what your priorities are, right? It it, it is absolutely is. You know, we mean, don't mind we, spending we don't mind spending more to know that it's organic. That's, I sure don't. Yeah, I mean that that's that's where we're coming from, and obviously there's a lot of other people. Yeah, there as yeah, well. Yeah, but we we are an upscale community to sure. a certain degree. To a yeah, certain degree, yeah. where we are. You know, That's it's right. not, I mean, we're not living in Beverly Hills or something like that, but <laughs> no. it's, um, you know, we're not living in the, the expensive parts of San Francisco, but it is, you know, most of the people can. Yeah. And, and I think, some uh, of it. Let's put yeah. That and, and, you know, look, look, I mean, I mean, you don't even have to go for the more expensive mushrooms. You can just uh-uh. eat the uh, button mushrooms, put those into your diet because those are good. They have medicinal benefits too. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and again, it's just a really good food. And, and yeah. like I said, I consider it the, the forgotten food. Mm-hmm. And, and let me, let me give you a tip too, because uh, um, when you're cooking a mushroom, it's important to cook it on high heat. Oh, and this is maybe okay. true for a lot of things. If you're frying, you, you know, if you, if you put a mushroom in, and you throw it in the pan with whatever the, your favorite oil mm-hmm. is to cook it with, um, if it's too low a heat, what happens? All the water comes right out of it. Uh, okay, that and makes sense. now those mushrooms are floating in liquid and, and mm-hmm. you're wondering why kids yeah. will say, Oh man, those things are slimy there. You know, yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah. they hate the texture. Right. And it's like, Oh, when yeah. you fry them up on a high heat, you can uh-huh. brown either side. You seal in the moisture. Oh, and seal it, yeah. Um, yeah, and and look, as you know, when you chop them all up, okay, that looks like a lot. You throw them in the pan, and by the time you're finished, <laughs> like, where did they go? They shrunk. Much, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. figure yeah, they'll you know, shrink have up to, use, to half their size. Use, at least, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. always use, use twice or three times as much as you think. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I like to slice them maybe a quarter of an inch thick or something. Don't slice them too okay. thinly. Keep them, oh, okay. keep them fairly thick okay. because that way you can you can keep the moisture in there. Yeah. And again, I, I sometimes if I'm just frying them up in a pan by themselves, when I go to flip them and stuff, well, they're not all, all being flipped. I'll sometimes just like turn them over by hand so that I can brown both sides of them. And mm-hmm. And on their own, they're delicious. A little bit of salt, yeah. a little bit of pepper, something delicious. And then uh, I'm I'm a meat eater. I eat them with almost any 
piece of meat that I eat. Yeah, and, yeah. But you can. I like I to mean, put them so in versatile. eggs. Eggs, stir fries. Oh yeah, that too. You name it. You can. Yep. You can basically put them in anything. I mean, I, I sometimes will because um, sometimes. Uh, I'm pretty simple in my cooking. I will just mm-hmm. steam up vegetables and stuff. But yeah. then at times I go, oh, idea. my God, uh, boring. <laughs> so, so maybe I'll, I'll pre-steam them sometimes. And then uh, I will throw them into a yes. fry pan. Yeah, and fry very them fast. Sometimes I'll put a little bit of uh, maybe I've got this... Um, what is it? The uh, Japanese sauce that you can use. There's a couple of different sauces that yeah. I'll throw in with them. And, yeah. and then yeah. I, I've got them all. I've got, you know, broccoli in there. I've got yep. maybe some, some green or red peppers. Yeah, and I can't like, do that. My <laughs> husband likes I, that. I, no, no, Brussels I'm allergic sprouts? to them. I can't. Okay. How about Literally Brussels can't. Do you like Brussels sprouts? I love Brussels sprouts. Yeah. I mean, have you noticed how now in, in restaurants, they will serve yes. up like up here, they'll, they'll cut them in half and they'll fry them fry up it. with oh, something and they'll yes. serve them as an hors d'oeuvre. And you're yes. like, wow, delicious. Yeah, I, know. I know, I know. Oh, they're great. I try and make them at home. I can't do it quite as well as they do, but I, I come close. I do the it's same really thing with them now, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. uh, with most Brussels sprouts, they, they can, they can be really kind of sweet. They're really oh, tasty. Yes. I mean, yeah. man, I used to hate Brussels sprouts as a kid. Now I love them. Yeah. And exactly. I always, actually, I always liked them growing up. I was one of those weird kids. I, certain yeah. things I didn't like, but, yeah. um, but those, those I liked. Um, yeah. I, I make, I make um, eggs you know, like scrambled, like a scramble with lots of vegetables in it. And then my husband takes his part of it and he puts bell peppers in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then he, he eats, he, he puts it in something and he eats a little bit of that every day for breakfast. Wow. Cool. Well, you know what? Uh, (laughs) And then he puts sliced mushrooms on top when he heats it and cheese on top. Wow. Now Mm -hmm. there's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, you know, I, for, for me, eggs, it's got to be scrambled. I don't like eggs that are cooked any other. And also, I you know, cooking it and just alone, no, I got to throw in everything, you know, all sorts of veggies in there. I know. I know. Exactly. Exactly. And then and then there's so little eggs left. After I, know, you put all but the, does, I know. I but, know. But it doesn't really matter because it's like, you know. Yeah, I know. I, I just want to have a nice lots of different stuff yeah. in there. So. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so mushrooms can exactly. be a big part of so. any and all Absolutely. food preparation and different kinds of mushrooms too. Like you're saying, because they take, they taste different. Each one has a different flavor. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it makes for a little, um, a change of change of absolutely taste. Absolutely Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And that's why, you know, where you are and uh, a lot of your listeners may be in the same area or if you're on the West coast, I mean, most, yeah, most no, we have people from have people from all over, I think that, all that over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, so just go to the right market and you, and you'll probably find them, especially shiitake. Shiitake should be everywhere these days. And again, that's mm-hmm. really such a delicious, yeah. delicious yeah. mushroom. Yeah, you know, in China, it's called the fragrant mushroom. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. The name is Shanggu. Shanggu. And it's like, Gu uh-huh. is a word for uh, mushroom and it's called fragrant mushroom. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. See, I just taught you a Chinese word. You did. You did. And I probably won't yeah, remember what it is because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking my lion's mane. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. Me neither. And, and I can only remember about 25 Chinese words. But my son is actually who works with me in the business. He's actually uh-huh. studying Chinese and he's got a Chinese wow. tutor and he has Chinese classes, like I think three classes yeah. a week, an hour per class. That's and great. He's actually pretty good. Yeah, it, it's yeah. an international world these days. I have a oh, brother that lives in uh, lives in Shanghai, works for a very big uh, uh, multinational corporation. Been living in Shanghai for six years or something like that. Wow. So every time we go to China, we get together with him and have dinner and do a few things. And so it's great to see him there once a year anyway. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, no, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure his Chinese is pro- probably pretty good. Actually not. He kind of started but then gave it up. He, he actually uh, lived in uh, Japan for 15 to 20 years, has a uh-huh. Japanese wife. And uh, knows knows Japanese fluently, oh, um, okay. but no, he he kind of gave it up uh, trying to learn Chinese. But uh huh, yeah, interesting, yeah. interesting. International world, and and that's kind of you oh, know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, no, uh, no. I I worked for many years in the uh, supply chain and transportation industry, uh, um, uh-huh. running. And I started when it was when it was ships. I mean, they still run uh, ships, wow. but that was the biggest you know, with all the containers and all of that. And, and there were wow. a lot of wow. different companies. Now there aren't that many. They've of all consolidated. Course. Yeah. But, well, and uh, you look at the size of those container ports these days. Oh my God. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, they used, they used to be a lot smaller. Yeah. But, um, Lots of trade going on. Oh, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. True. So, Anyways, okay, why don't we kind of wrap this up? Why don't you give us, you know, the um, My closing, your closing short, short version of, of kind of overview of what we've been talking about, what people should really take away from the conversation and, and you know, what to you who've been in this business a long time, um, an area, not just business, but what are the most important things for people to remember, um, whether it's buying fresh mushrooms or, you know, with supplements? Well, first of all, um, if you're not eating a lot of mushrooms right okay. now, put them into your diet, eat more of them. There's actually a lot of studies out there that have been done in Asia that show that when they, when they do these big studies of populations, people who eat mushrooms live longer. There's oh. actually, you are getting <clears throat> not just the very sound nutritional benefits, but uh-huh. you're getting medicinal benefits. So it is, it is a classic food as medicine. If you mm-hmm. um, want to Uh, go a little further and supplement with mushrooms. The one Mm -hmm. that I really recommend as your best bet would be uh, reishi mushroom. Mm. Uh, In China, they actually call it the mushroom of immortality. That's why I take so much of it. (laughs) Yeah. And, and, uh, you know, so, and the other thing, if you're eating mushrooms, be sure you cook them properly or your kids are going to hate you for them and they'll pull them off yeah. to the side and you'll look at the yeah. plate that's all cleaned up except all those poor mushrooms that are lying there and they're okay. just complaining about yeah. them. So put mushrooms into your diet. If you need to supplement, reishi is a good one. Lion's mane uh, is another one that you might look at if you start to reach those that point where I am where I can't remember everything in the world. And, and you know, look, what can, what can I say, Susan? I mean, let's face it. Um, I've got so much stuff in my brain. Oh, How please. can I fit it all in? 
I've got to get rid of it. I mean, can I download it off to an external hard drive? And unfortunately, then no. <laughs> would be nice. It would be nice. But I know, unfortunately, I know. we can't. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. make mushrooms, uh, um, uh-huh. eat them fresh. And okay. uh, it, when you're supplementing, again, be careful when you're purchasing a supplement out there. Yeah, it sounds like um, it. it may be the most popular one, but you might find out that it actually is not a real mushroom look at the facts panel if it says mycelium if it says grain in the other avoid it try to find okay. one and, and a lot of the good ones now will say uh 30 beta glue can okay. so look for something like that okay. as well that's another okay uh, something good. that you can be looking that's good for. to know yeah yeah no absolutely so at, just out of curiosity are <laughs> mushrooms like so many other vegetables where it really is better to cook them, even if it's just a little bit to get the. Um... You're better off actually yeah. cooking mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not going to harm you to, to eat them. No, no, no. It's just more, it's more accessible. Or, it that's is not the right word. Yes. That's when for you, all food. I mean, that's all right. vegetables. When you cook them up, you will actually be getting more benefits from them. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah you don't want to cook them so they're mushy, but just a little no. bit so they're they're still firm and, and yeah and and yeah and again i do like to cook them when i'm cooking them in my oil or whatever i do like to cook them uh-huh. a little longer like maybe 10 minutes or something like that uh-huh. but again flip them over brown oh, yeah. them up yeah. um and uh they'll be much better than those soggy yeah. things that are in a yeah oh no absolutely yeah yeah i always i use ghee to cook it oh yeah 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 ghee's getting very popular yeah 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 absolutely so um Okay. Well, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate your time and, um, and sharing your knowledge. Um, you're, you're very welcome. It's been a pleasure talking to you. It's been very enjoyable. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad. <laughs> I didn't feel like I was, like I was um, giving you the third degree about anything. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. <laughs> so... Okay, well, let me do my little my little spiel here at the end, which is that um, I am not a doctor. This is not medical advice. If you are having a an issue, a medical issue, please go and talk to your doctor and or go to the emergency room if it's of that level of an emergency. And so that all of that being said, um, I will look forward to talking to everybody next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.